grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Last week we spoke regarding the Good Samaritan. And in many cases, this simply to many people seems to be a moral lesson about what we should do. But Jesus actually pointed out to the lawyer that we don't do that enough. And that Jesus first calls not just the lawyer, but each one of us to see ourselves as the wounded person on the road because of our sin. And that Christ himself bandages us spiritually through his death and his, through his resurrection gives us new life, a new beginning in his name. So today we see some characters in our Old Testament and in our gospel lesson. We see Abraham and Sarah in the Old Testament and Mary and Martha. And they are now reacting to this ultimate mercy that God gives to them through Jesus Christ. Now, God, it's important for us to remember as Christians, God is using every one of us, and he's using us with fury out into the world. And he's not simply using us to serve him when it comes to uh, just Christians, but he's serving the non-believer in, in hopes and anticipation that the non-believer believes in the mercy of Christ. Both Martha and and Abraham, our Old Testament character and our New Testament character, were both very godly people. Let's remember that first and foremost. They were both great hosts and hostesses, but there was a problem. And I think the problem can be easily surmised by simply asking this question, answering this question to yourself. As your pastor, Am I your servant? It's an important question to answer. And it's kind of a trick question. Pastor likes to do that, kind of like with Ray regarding the Quran. Not very nice, but. I am your servant. But first and foremost, your pastor is a, pa is a servant unto God's word. And it's with God's word that now I can serve you. Each Christian who is a servant of Christ, which is all of us, must first and foremost be servants of God's holy and precious word. And God enables us to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that now when we serve, we serve with a glad heart. How many of us have felt this way? Oh, sure, I'll do that. I don't necessarily really want to do it but I'll do it because nobody else will do it. Things like that probably should be left undone to see that God may have a different purpose for the church or the organization. But now I'm going to kind of juggle this first lesson. Abraham was approached by three men, and these men were angels. And so I kind of get a, a, a tinge of the fact that he is like uh, Peter at the transfiguration when Elijah and Moses and Jesus are all transfigured. And he was so excited about it, he wanted them to stay. So he said, I built you some tents and we can hang around. Here, 
Moses told them, or not Moses, Abraham told them that I'll do these things. I'll, I'll get water for your feet to dust off, for, for the dust off your feet, and you can rest under this tree, and I'll make you a, a homemade meal, kind of in a sense. Did you notice that Abraham was a very good administrator? He delegated it all to Sarah. <laughs> then later in the text, one of the angels says to Abraham, where is Sarah? She's in the tent, he says. And then he says this line, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Now, this is big news, folks. They're past childbearing years. And I'm so fascinated at the fact that, that Abraham doesn't respond. But Sarah is in the tent listening to the conversation, and suddenly she begins to laugh. She laughs. Yet Sarah didn't understand. But I think the important part of this is that Sarah was listening. Sarah was listening to the word of God. She didn't understand it, but she listened to it. Now, now think about it for a moment. Let's pretend that our Lord came to us 10 years ago and told us about the, the events between then and now. Now, obviously, we're not going to have uh, the Sarah's reaction, but I bet we would kind of have a little giggle underneath our voice and, and maybe mistrust, but not understanding really God's infinite wisdom in the picture. Martin Luther had this funny quote. I just really enjoy this. If you're ever interested in reading Luther, this, this is kind of the quote he, he says. He says, I don't understand many th things in life. And I don't understand why the Lord would do them. Like bringing water together with grain and yeast, and out of that he gives us bread. I don't understand, but I'm certainly glad he does. And how God could also take water, grains, and yeast, and out of those same ingredients give us beer. I don't understand, but I'm certainly glad he did. As Christians... We are all servants of Jesus Christ. And we are to be first and foremost servants of his word. And we're not always, my friends, we're not always going to understand the word. But God calls us to trust in him and to trust in that word. And there are great dangers. I think we've experienced them. I know I have. There are great dangers in serving the Lord without first and foremost serving and being a servant to his word. It says in our gospel lesson, Martha was distracted with much serving. The word serving means pull away in the Greek. It means um, dragging away. How many times in your life and in your pastor's life are we dragged away from the most important aspect of our spiritual life? Sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to his precious and his holy word. You know, in the time of technology, you know, this is actually 
it's beyond technology. I can't even go there anymore when it comes to technology. But it, it was supposed to be such a wonderful time-saving event. A guy by the name of Stephen Convey wrote a book by the name of First Things First. And this is what he wrote about. He says, if we're busy, we're important. If we're not busy, we're embarrassed to admit it. Busyness is where we get our security. It's validating. It's popular. It's pleasing. It is also a good excuse for not dealing with the first things in our life. I think we have to slow down. We have to all slow down and listen to Jesus. Listen to his voice through his word. Now, I'm not negating the fact that what Martha did was important. It was, and it was something that needed to be done. But did you notice her work, her busyness did nothing but produce anxiety, anger, and self-pity. And, and what's even worse is she believed she had the answer to her problem by getting Mary's rear end into the kitchen. Friends in Christ, I know I don't need to tell you, but I'm gonna. That isn't service. That isn't service to Christ with a glad heart. But to sit at the feet of Jesus as Mary did, that's what God calls us to do, to hear his word. You know, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're sitting right now at the feet of Christ and his holy, precious word, and you're listening. But after we leave today, you know, there are portals of prayer, a daily devotional. If you're not using one, grab one on your way out. Also, in our bulletin, we have the scripture lessons for a whole week that you can follow to hear Jesus throughout your day and to listen to him. In closing, I really believe every one of us want to know and see the will of God played out in, our, in each one of our lives. And I think today in the Old Testament and the gospel lesson, we hear God basically saying, don't worry, but trust me. Put all of your trust upon me. That is our first role as a servant. Our first role as a servant is to listen to Jesus. And that is the one thing that is necessary. Amen. And now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.